This is Internet Marketing, episode 15, Advanced Pay-Per-Click. Hello everyone and welcome to Internet Marketing, episode 15, with Andy White, that's me, and our other resident expert, Jeremy Jacobs, and today we are talking about advanced pay-per-click techniques. Did I say paperclip then, again? You didn't. You said paperclick, I think. That's what I meant to say, (laughs) paperclick. So, Jeremy, let's just um, do a little summary of what some of these advanced techniques are, and then perhaps we can go and drill down into detail with each one. Well, I thought it'd be good to mention a few uh, things that people may have heard of um, if they've listened to our previous podcast on paperclick management, um, and things that they may not have picked up on before or may have heard about, and uh, are quite useful things um, to talk about um, that they might be finding useful to actually, you know, help uh, get their campaign running really, really well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to mention things. This thing called content network. Have a look at that and what that is and how we can use that. Mm-hmm. Um, also looking at negative keywords. Um, we've mentioned before about keyword research um, and how that's useful. But there's this thing called negative keywords, which people sometimes, when they're first setting up a pay-per-click account, may actually not really know about or not think about, but they're really, really, really useful. So negative keywords, they're not things like damn and oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about them later, won't we? We will, no. They're not, okay. they're not swear words or anything right. like that. But, uh, okay. um, uh, we're looking at uh, this thing called keyword insertion. I'm going to talk very briefly about um, creating a, a really good advert, um, the things that actually come up when, when people type in your keywords. Okay. Um, but we'll be looking at this thing called keyword insertion. That sounds um, good. And conversion tracking, which we did okay. mention last time, but we'll want to have a, a bit more of an in-depth look at that because it's very, very important in actually understanding how your campaign is running. Um, okay. So that's quite cool. And then just mention very quickly about some other potential um, pay-per-click suppliers because we, we talk about Google AdWords as if they're the only people, but there are some other ones out there, so I'll have a look at those as well. There's some new boys on the block, aren't there? There certainly are. So let's give our let's let's give our users some uh, some a, a real treat. Let's give them some good usable stuff here. Yes. So so perhaps should we talk about the first thing you mentioned, which I believe is content network. Yes, What's content network. Well, it's all about where your ads are displayed on Google. Um, there's uh, when you go in as a default, your ads will display across their whole network. Um, so the network talking about all the different websites out there where your ads come up. But we can actually divide them into two further sections. There's the search network, which is Google, um, including everything to do with Google. So uh, things like Frugal, Gmail, Google Local, mm-hmm. Google Maps, all of those ones. The the hundred and one things that they seem to have nowadays. Um, there's also their uh, uh, their search network, which is their um, uh, their partners. So people like AOL, um, Tuscali. These are all off the top of my head, of course. And um, Tuscali. Um, NTL, I think, um, Ask as well. They all use um, Google AdWords uh, and their ads to display on their own their own search engines as such. So they're all really good for getting lots of traffic in, good quality traffic. There's this other thing called the content network. Essentially what it is, again, Google have partnered with a number of major websites and also s- smaller websites to display their adverts. Um, particular ones, Channel 4, um, Times Online, use those um, uh, use Google AdWords to actually display their ads and that's all comes okay. under the part of content network 
So right. what happens is someone, say for example me, I go onto a website and I'm reading about the news and I may notice that there's some Google AdWords coming up. They're actually coming from what we call the content network. Is this like AdSense? It is exactly the same as right. AdSense. So when you go online okay. and um, you set up uh, Google AdSense, if you have a website that you want to display um, Google AdWords on, that's where yeah. those adverts come from. Okay. Very, very good for getting your you know, visibility up across the across the internet but there's some key things that you need to remember about the content network it's very very good but the thing that we need to remember is that when someone comes onto a website like that they're not searching for something you know we go online to read news stories or something like that so the, the yep. key focus of the user is all about reading news or finding out information their 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 task and their mind's not set on searching for something so you're going to find that with the content network, your click-through rate or the number of people who click on your efforts is going to be significantly lower. Okay. Um, and when I say significantly lower, I really do mean significantly lower. Um, click. So th th there's, a, there's an important difference here because if you were just doing like a pay-per-click campaign, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. you, that means that under the right conditions, your adverts or advert would appear on that right-hand side bit on the Google search page itself. That's correct. But if you participate in this content network um, concept, then your ads can potentially or will appear on other people's website. Is that how it works? That's correct, yes. Okay, right. And do you have to consciously sort of tick a tick box or something to say, I want to join the, you the do. content network? Right. Yes. Um, as default, you will be set up to run on the content network. Um, oh, you, right. Yes, if you go into um, your campaign settings, um, yeah. you can do this individually. So you can have one campaign running on the content network and one not. So if you go into the individual okay. campaigns you have running and go into the campaign settings, there is a, there is a tick box that says um, display your ads on, and that's the search network and the content network. There's and that's on by default, is it, Jeremy? That's all on, de that's all on de uh, by default. So okay. you, but you, you know, you can go in and switch them off. There's no harm in having your ads running on the content network. You just need to be aware that um, that your click-through rate is going to be significantly lower, and you're not going to get a lot of clicks. Um, okay. Some people choose to switch it off. Some people leave it on, and it, it does vary for business to business. We do have some clients who content network works fantastically well for them, and um, some others it doesn't. So okay. my advice to people would be, give it a go, leave the content network running. If it's not performing overly well, then you may want to consider switching it off. Um, but if it is working and you are getting clicks through, then by all means leave it on. Now how much will you pay if somebody clicks on your ad from someone else's website? Is it more or less or how does it affect it? It, it does depend. Again, it all comes back to your keywords you're, you're bidding on. The, the cost will generally be about the same. The major yeah. problem with content network, or not so much a problem, but something you don't have the same um, facilities with, is you can't tell where your traffic's coming from. You'll just have one line that says content network, and it will group together all of the websites and just give you a figure. Um, and you cannot tell what keywords people are clicking on. So, where, as before with, your, with the search network, you can tell, okay, this particular keyword's performing very well, so I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll work on that one. The content network, they, they lump it together. Okay. Do you think that might change in the future? 
I'm not too sure. I wouldn't imagine so. I mean, hmm. I mean, it's very difficult. The problem that Google will have is there's millions of websites out there, sure, um, all working for them. And so I think for them to be able to bring all of this information together would be quite a big job. And I, I would say it's unlikely that they'll actually provide that information to okay. us. Okay. So is that all to be said on Content Network? I, I believe so. That's that's all, 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 all everyone would need to know about Content Network. Um, so let's move on to the next thing you spoke about then. Yes, so looking at, um, at adverts, uh, negative keywords, in fact. Ah, negative yes. keywords. So it's not a bad negative thing. It's a good thing. Very, very good. Um, negative keywords are fantastic for making your campaigns very, very niche or specific to a user. Yeah, very. I think they're quite underused at the moment, and I, I really want to sort of put across, you know, get in there and get some negative keywords in. Easiest way to explain this is by example. Um, we had a client before that sold uh, T-shirts, uh, printed T-shirts, logos, uh, things like that on there. They only supplied to large corporations. So, if, say for example, a supermarket that wants to kit out all of their employees in in branded T-shirts. For example, they didn't yep. want to focus on football clubs, cricket clubs, very small clubs where they only may have an order of say ten or so. That that wasn't you know they weren't interested in that business. So what we did was on their campaign we added these negative keywords with keywords such as football club. Uh, cricket club, rugby club, so that when someone typed in rugby club t-shirt printing, their ads didn't come up. Okay, ah. so it's all about saying we don't want to advertise to these people. We only want to advertise yeah. to a certain group. Now I'm guessing that you only learn who you don't want to advertise at after it's been running for a while. Is that right? Uh, By looking at your stats. Well, I think uh, as you're doing your keyword research, I think it's a really good idea to keep in the back of your mind. Um, about negative keywords. So when you're doing a keyword research and you, you go through, say for example, the keyword suggestion tool, you may run down the list and notice, no, we don't do that, we don't do that, and people tend to ignore those keywords and saying, I don't do that. My advice is to take those keywords and put them into your negative keyword list mm -hmm. so that your adverts are much more you know, sort of defined to your target audience. Um, and I think most companies can probably think of uh, areas that they may get inquiries about which they often have to sort of turn down or, or, or sure. things yeah. like that. A, a, yeah, that makes a sense. A good yeah. example might be, um, say for example I sell business cards. I don't want anyone coming to me who wants uh, playing cards, credit cards, birthday cards. So I would have yeah. um, negative keywords that said birthday, credit and business, uh, not business because that's what we're saying, um, the other thing I said. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's that's the idea behind negative keywords. You can put them at your campaign level, so you can have campaign negative keywords, or you can attach them to each individual ad group. Very, very powerful tool, and something definitely to to keep in mind. And you say that's that's underutilized right now. I think it is. Not many people use it. I think it is. From my experience of training people in pay per click um, and and the and the companies when we do PPC rescue, so we look at people's campaigns and give them advice on what they need to do. It's very very rare that I'll find negative keywords in there. Mm, okay, and presumably you're finding that had they put negative keywords in, they would be getting a better result. They would. the The idea behind it is is that your your traffic levels, your impressions will probably be reduced. Mm -hmm. But that's a good thing because we're reducing the people out we don't want clicking on our adverts. Okay. It's you don't want someone coming through on and seeing your ad um, 
and clicking on your ad and you paying for that and then them realizing at that point that's not what you you offer them you're wasting money yeah so it's very very important couple that with good advert copy which we'll discuss in a moment okay negative keywords and good advert copy go hand in hand to to reduce the amount of people clicking on your ads that aren't actually going to purchase from you or, or buy a product or service right so can can we now talk about copy because yes. uh, we could have a whole podcast series on copy because this is something I'm really getting into myself actually how you write stuff that attracts people in yes well, well what's we'll your give, view on this well we'll give it we'll give it a sort of high overview on on some good tips that you can use mm. in your adverts we'll take the example of Google AdWords um, for this um, Google AdWords has very, as I'm sure anyone who's created advert has very defined limits on each line and how many characters you can put in. Yeah, twenty-five on your on your title, thirty-five on the two descriptions, and then you have your URL at the bottom. First piece of advice about the title is get keywords in there as much as possible. If someone types in a particular search phrase and an advert comes up with that exact search phrase in there, they're much likelier to click on your advert regardless of your position. Of course, if you're position five or below, they, they probably won't see it, but you're going to help yourself if y- your keywords are in there. That's where we come on to keyword insertion. I'll, I'll discuss that in a moment. We'll just continue through the rest of the ad and give you some tips on that. Sure, so yeah. get, your, get your, your, key, your, key, your main key phrases into that title. My advice is to let your campaign run, run for a little while. And then when you go to actually view your ad, ad group performance, um, you should notice that your impressions um, column at the top, you can actually click on the link at the top and it will reorder your keywords in highest impressions to lowest impressions. Mm -hmm. My advice would be to use your highest impressions uh, key phrase and use that in your copy. Okay. What, in the title more, or somewhere in the description? In the title. In the title, in the title ideally. In, in the correct order, literally word for word? Yes. Okay. Because because what we're trying to see there is that that is the key phrase that's searched on the most, so most of your customers are coming through on that keyword. If they see that in the title, they're much more likely to click on your advert. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, second line down, really try and get um, some really good uh, description of what you're selling, what you're doing. Um, just a sort of unique selling point of your business, something that's going to put you over your competitor. Okay. So ni- nice description of what you're selling. Third line, you may you may find you you need to continue that description maybe over to the next line, but the key is to make sure that you get a call to action on that last line at the end. So would you say that the keywords are less important in those two description lines? No, not at all. No, not at all. I try and get them in where you can because remember yeah. that if, a, if if someone does a search and your keyword, the keyword they've typed in is in your advert copy, it will come up in bold. It'll attract the user's attention more and statistics do show that people are more likely to click on an advert that has keywords bolded than if not. Okay, so you're really trying to get like a call to action that includes, as, I guess, as many keywords as possible. Absolutely. Without sounding silly. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So... We always advise there are going to be some times when you can't get a call to action in there, but really do try. Even if you're you're an online insurance company and you offer free quotes, now most people know that you know, quotes are generally free for that sort of business. But put on there, you know, free online quotes. Then sure. some someone knows that you do offer them a quote online, they're much more likely to come to you because they're going to achieve the task they want to. Okay. Um, just a little interesting um, 
a little interesting thing. Three words that people find most interesting or, or tr- attract their attention on online advertising um, are free, sex, and chocolate. So if you can <laughs> offer that to your customer, then you're, you're on to a winner there. <laughs> well, you know, anyone, if, it's almost worth doing a competition, isn't it? Let's say you can get all of those three words into their call-to-action line. And I will not be held responsible for any, uh, anything that happens <laughs> after that. I'm going to expect now to see loads of Google ads for, for, for free sex chocolate. <laughs> Or free chocolate yes. sex, or something like that. In fact, you could have a website called chocolatesex.com. You a lot of companies... Probably a lot of, It's interesting. Um, I think there's been a couple of case studies in the past where and uh, companies have offered their, their customers sort of free chocolates every time they do an online quote, and all they send them is like four cheap chocolates. But they get the <laughs> opportunity to use free chocolate in their advert. Um, and Google editorial <laughs> guidelines state that if, if you don't offer what you're saying you have it, you can't put it up. So unless you do offer... Well, presumably presumably nobody's putting free sex in their, uh, their adverts, are they? They would probably come under the, the, the guidelines of, uh, of illegal <laughs> activities, so they probably would, <laughs> would, uh, would come across that and actually ban you. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you put, like, free sex and then... Another word uh, who, that begins with sex. I can't think of a word that begins with I was sex. Thinking, would, that, would, would it be bolded, the sex bit? Think, or is it only whole words? I, I would imagine, no, it would only be the whole word, unfortunately. Ah, so uh, right, okay. That's the it way it works, come right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've just downgraded the whole of this podcast now with my filthy mind. <laughs> let's, let's get, perhaps we better move on to the next thing you were talking swiftly about. Swiftly moving on. You're swiftly moving um, on. Keyword insertion. Okay. Uh, when, um, I'm sure anyone who's used Google knows that eBay rule the uh, ad Google AdWords, you can type in some pretty uh, interesting key phrases and their adverts will come up. If you, we, we did type in once um, uh, nuclear missile and eBay popped up saying... Um, oh, no, hang I've, I've seen this. Yeah. Is this where they, they almost cheat? And they if you put in, like, blobby, dobby, dobby, stripey badger, yeah. it will literally come up blobby, 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 stripey badgers for sale on eBay or yes. something. That's exactly right. what happens. How, how do they do it's that? It's this thing called keyword insertion, and it's a piece of, I want to say code, but it's not necessarily because it's not that complex. It's just the way you write your titles, um, it, it lets you actually um, use this keyword insertion tool. So what Google will do is every time uh, someone types in a search phrase and you're, you're up against those keywords, it will take whatever they typed in and place it into the title. or the, it, You can also use it in the description lines as well. So actually, that's got to be that's got to be cheating, hasn't it? Well, no, not really, because I mean, Google at the end of the day, it's a system that Google promote and use, so it's something to help people to actually get. Because you remember okay. what we were going back earlier and saying that if you're if that key phrase appears in the title, someone's much more likely to click on you. So that's that's that yeah. theory of actually doing that. It, but presumably, I mean, it, it would only be stuff that you could legitimately supply. Well, yes, I mean, I mean, it would only, it would only ever come up on the keywords you have in your ad group. So, oh, so okay, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you. So you you wouldn't have any keywords in there that you you wouldn't be able to use. So, with my example, they would have had to have had blobby, dobby, and stripey and badger in their keywords. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> okay, but not necessarily in that order. Um, yeah, eBay have thousands, millions of pounds, and they have a lot of affiliates doing a lot of work for them, so they cover pretty okay. much any word in the dictionary. Um, but for for us using it, it it can be a, an effective tool, especially if you've got a lot of um, keywords in an ad group, you know, hundreds, thousands of keywords, and you can't create different ad groups for every single sort of section of keywords it can be quite useful yeah. problems with it though is it's very very um, 
clunky, as we can see with the, the eBay adverts. You can very clearly tell it's not written you know, as it should be. It can sometimes come across yeah. a bit clunky. So it, it needs to be used wisely. I personally, when I see those adverts, I don't like them. I'd much rather see an advert that has clearly been written by someone. So yeah. you know, it'd be interesting to, to see how users perceive these sorts of adverts, but I wouldn't rule out using them. They can be an effective tool. Okay. Yeah. So that's keyword insertion. It is. So if, if you are interested in doing that, go onto Google AdWords, type in keyword insertion into their help um, facility, and you'll get a little description of what of how to use it. I won't go into describing how to write one because it's it's quite it's reasonably a bit too complicated. It's a bit involved, is it? It is. Um, okay. But if you go on and have a look there, then you can actually see how it works. Well, it sounds pretty good. It, sound, it yeah. does sound pretty useful, actually, in the right uh, circumstances, I suppose. We, do, yeah. we use it for, for our bigger clients. My advice, though, would be, if you, if you can, do take the time and effort to actually create handwritten adverts, because I think users will appreciate that more. Yeah. I mean, I, I get slightly annoyed when I say it, I have to say. I think, ah, cheats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's next on the list? Uh, next thing is um, conversion tracking. Just wanted to touch on conversion tracking uh, quickly. I think we mentioned it last time. But just yeah. to really, really make the emphasis of, if you have listened to our last podcast and you still haven't done the conversion tracking, then please, please, please do. Um, it's really, really good tool. So conversion tracking is this idea about... Um, checking what people are essentially doing on your site. So I sell, for example, business cards. Go back to that lovely example. Mm -hmm. I, someone comes online, they order some business cards from me, they pay for it, they come through, they get a lovely thank you for paying us, um, your cards are on their way, uh, confirmation mm -hmm. page. It's that page where we, we put what's called this uh, conversion tracking on. Okay. So what it actually does, it'll actually be able to tell Google that we've uh, bought this person's bought something and it'll actually come up on your reports on your uh, account that someone's actually bought something from you so you're able yeah. to track what you know that people are clicking on your advert but they're actually purchasing something now this is very much like because we've had this conversation as well before haven't we it's yes. very much like the goal bit of google analytics yes the and apparently they're quite they're closely related anyway aren't they these two bits of functionality they are absolutely um we, I believe we have done a, a podcast on Google Analytics. We did, and we what did, fun it was so as well. It was. So do go back if you haven't heard that one, because some mm. good, good advice on that. Um, but it's really about, you know, you sit down, I sit down, I build a website, I set up these adverts, I know what I want to track. I know what I, I want to track, whether people are buying from me, whether they're contacting me, whether they're doing something on my website, and conversion tracking gives you the opportunity to do that. So again, um, uh, pop onto Google AdWords uh, help function and type in conversion tracking and you can actually see how that works and set that up. And it's free, which is great. And this, this really does illustrate, doesn't it, that the power of online marketing, mm. just this ability to track really quite accurately how successful a, a campaign is, even enabling you to sort of like tweak the words that you're using and, and immediately see results. Absolutely. So powerful. Absolutely. Very powerful tool. Mm. Is that it? Have we come to well, the end of list, or was there something else? We will mention one more thing, Andy. Um, yes. Seeing as we're, we're, we're running out of time, um, just wanted to mention about two of the other guys. We should not forget um, YSM or Yahoo Search Marketing. Um, of course, the other kids yes, on the block. Yes. Other one. yes. Now YSM has yep. been around for quite a while, and they were formerly Overture. They're now uh, part of Yahoo uh, Search Marketing Services. So YSM, yep. something else to consider. Um, YSM. YSM or Yahoo Search Marketing. That's me and my jargon coming out with my YSMs. Yeah. 
Uh, it's okay. actually Yahoo Search Marketing. Do it. Type that into your preferred search engine, and they will come up. Have a look at those guys. They offer uh, quite an extensive network. So if you're looking to advertise yep. with Yahoo, they're the people to go with. And there's a very mm-hmm. new new uh, kid on the block, uh, MSN Ad Center. So that's Microsoft's um, version. Um, M M N N. Sorry, come far away. MSN. Mike Sierra November. Mike Sierra November. Uh, ad Center. So MSN Ad Center. So if you want to advertise right. on MSN Search, that's the that's the, the guys to go to as well. That that of course would be our friends Microsoft. Would that would be our lovely friends Microsoft. Okay. Um, and very much still in its infancy, still going. Quite similar to Google AdWords. Um, but unfortunately, they've changed all their terminology. So all this lovely terminology we learned about, like uh, uh, ad groups and things like that, they've renamed it all to confuse us. <laughs> what this is? This is MSN. Yes. So, do, do we know how many people are using these services roughly? Any idea? As in advertisers? Uh, well, yeah. As in people using their versions of um, pay-per-click. Well, sort of percentage-wise. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, to be honest, know percentage-wise what uh, what mm. it is. I would say Google AdWords is becoming very saturated, very competitive. Mm-hmm. People are starting to turn to the other the other systems. Um, Yahoo right. Search Marketing was part of Overture, and Overture's been around. Overture essentially created the pay-per-click advertising system. So they've been around did since they? day one. Yes, they did. So they they predated Google doing yep, it. They did. So they, well, that you learn something yeah, new every okay. day, don't you? So um, they yeah. actually hold. I believe they actually hold the sort of copyright. They did. They did. Did invent it essentially. Um, so they've been around mm-hmm. for a very long time. Google AdWords came along a bit later on, um, and MSN have just appeared. So I. But okay. Google AdWords by far is definitely the, the most used. Um, you know, seventy four percent of Google. Uh, sorry, of users use Google as their search engine. So that's that's good. Yeah. But I wouldn't rule out the other two. Test them out again. You've got control over how much you spend down your budget, so just test that out and um, and see how you go with them. Really, okay, okay. Well, some good information there. Have we covered everything, or was there something else to no, talk we've about? We've covered absolutely everything. So we have covered everything. So viewers, no, that's the wrong word, isn't it? Listeners, I suppose you could look at the computer while you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. Thanks for listening. If you're not subscribed, remember to press that subscribe button in iTunes. Or you can subscribe on, on my website, which is www.summitsolutions.co.uk. But, of course, the main sponsor of this podcast is Academy Internet, www.academyinternet.com. If you want to ask a question, send it to info at academyinternet.com. Or if you want to send us a little MP3 file with your voice on it, we would be more than happy to play it. So please do that. Feedback is always welcome. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Internet marketing was brought to you by summitsolutions.co.uk.